1: this segment is brought to you by jig masters step up your game with high quality performance jigs spinner baits buzz baits and more from jigmasters.com and always when in doubt get the jig out
2: you're tuned in to off the water i'm your host jp this is the premier source for all things to do after a long day of fishing chill out grab a cold one let's go explore what there is to do off the water what is up listeners of the world welcome back to off the water i'm your host jp today we are gonna have a very very special guest before i announce his name or you can see it up there but i want to i want to really kind of take a quick minute to explain what we're going to do in this episode so for those who are looking for you know a one place destination in this episode Um, I'm going to give you multiple places just because that's how this is going to roll. And these multiple places are going to be the national parks. Now, the national parks, if you follow anything within my Instagram or follow anything that's on my social media, you're going to know that is near and dear to me. I've spent a lot of time out there in the national parks and I've also spent a lot of time, uh, going to different uh national uh monuments and everything else and trying to really understand this uh this country we live in and a lot of the things the national parks stand for so without any further ado let me introduce you to my guest mr jeff Hep. what is up (laughs) what's going on my man my brother i uh i'm Man, I'm just,
3: I'm, I'm loving life. You want me to just start talking? Cause I'll talk about it for, for days, <laughs> man. Um, so first of all, I just want to, uh, thanks for having me on the show, but, uh, more deeply. Thank you for a uh, day on the water, uh, last weekend fishing up there in Indiana. That was a blast. Uh, you know, like you said, oh, going absolutely. to church, going to church on the river, you know, so yep. um, that man, beautiful day. We, we didn't catch a lot of fish. I, I got a new nickname. Uh, now they call me ramp fish. So uh, <laughs> I don't know why guys don't fish at the ramp. I mean, that's, a, but whatever, um, I catch them there. So yeah. Um, I'll just tell, uh, first all, I'll just introduce myself as uh fish. The 50, um, if you want to find me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, or just connect with me on my, um, my Facebook page, I'm, I it just put a fish in your profile and I'll say yes. But, um, I, uh, I'm a veteran and I'm on a mission to catch a fish in every state. And, uh, you can see my map behind me is about just over halfway filled in. So, um, I'm just, I'm loving that. And, um, I'm traveling all the time. Uh, I'm from central Ohio. Um, and, uh, you know, I grew up in Ohio. I've lived here all my life. And, uh, after I deployed, I just decided that I wanted to see this great country that I, uh, signed up to defend. And uh, I just been traveling around and, uh, hitting, hitting whatever spots along the way or where the, where work sent me. I worked for the, for the army for a bit. I caught a fish in Kuwait. Um, then I worked for the air force for a while and, uh, caught fish, uh, out near Hill Air Force base in Utah. And, uh, I think they sent me to Nebraska once and I got a fish in Nebraska where my cousin was living at the time. I caught a little bass. I hooked a nice bass and his, the drag was busted on his reel. And I, oh no, <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> man. I, but you know, it's like, um, I just, uh, it's it's about the adventure and experience for me, not necessarily the fish. I mean I've caught big fish, I uh you can probably see my sturgeon here. There's my Woo-hoo. that's my sturgeon print. Um and I've caught small fish. Like one one time I went to I was just stopped at a, a campground in North Dakota and I was like, Hey babe, I'll be right back and I bought some worms and I went to that to this little little pond in the middle of north north Dakota and caught a, a bluegill and my North Dakota experience was over in like three seconds. So,
2: um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that's life, man. I mean, I'm just fishing wherever I go. Um, and, and learning a lot. Um, I'm really like, I'm, I'm blessed to be, you know, acting as a chaplain for the paddle and fin uh, trail series, really getting into the kayak bass fishing. Um, one of the reasons is, is, uh, I hurt my ears in the artillery. Um, so, I like the quietness of it. I like the peace and solitude of the kayak experience. Um, I like the, the simplicity and inexpensiveness of it um, comparatively to an expensive loud boat. Um, Of course, boats are quieter than they used to be, but so I'm really getting into that. I'm having a blast with you guys, Um, uh, but I still like to fish anywhere and everywhere and it don't matter. Like, um, cause the thing is like, I didn't start fishing uh, until I was in Kuwait at the, in my early thirties. I, I grew up on a lake uh, called Indian Lake in Ohio. It's in central Ohio. And like all, like almost all of Ohio's central lakes, they're all just impoundments. They're just shallow, muddy, dirty lakes. So it's, we got got cro- uh, crappie, saw guy, channel cats, flatheads, that kind of stuff. Right. So um, grew up there, but I didn't fish there until after I deployed and, um, that just, if something changed to me over there. I caught this tiny little fish in Kuwait and I was like, <laughs> this is kind of fun. And then of course, uh, after I came back, I decided to, um, try it again. And I went to, uh, Cape Canaveral and, and caught a 50 inch Wahoo and man, we, we, we cut that thing up and ate it. And, <laughs> and, uh, it was one of those, uh, you know, you catch it, you take it to the port and there's this like great restaurant on the port and the whole family was there and had like 30 pounds of Wahoo meat and oh, like That's I was, awesome. I was hooked. I mean, it was like nonstop <laughs> after that. And I just been learning. So, I mean, it's like, it's like being a kid, you know, I got really started off with no skills. Um, my dad, you know, nobody in my family fished, So I was just learning trial and error and you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's been, it's just been an amazing journey. And, um, like you said, man, I'm starting off on a new journey with the national park service. So, uh, yeah so if you want me to start on that i will or if you got some questions or
2: well um you know what i do have a couple questions for you okay in ohio so you said most of what you're fishing is impoundments now a a lot of i know you know it's kind of like chicago in a way um we're you know not even chicago but the rest of the state a lot of the stuff is either impoundments or left over from glaciers that yeah formed the area yeah. But you, now, you guys have a pretty good river system that runs through the state with multiple rivers. Do you right. get out river fishing any bit?
3: I do. I do. I'll give you a rundown and try, try this on the map here. Okay. All right. So think of Ohio as, you know, Ohio River is the southern border. Lake Erie is most of the northern border, okay? In between that is all rivers that either kind of flow up or flow down. And, um, none of, just about nothing in the interior of Ohio is natural, natural lake. Okay. It's all, it's all normally shallow creeks and rivers. So glacial, like there's like up here in the islands, this is like, uh, uh, Putin Bay up here in Mm -hmm. Lake Erie. The, uh, one of the. Middle Bass or one of the islands up there actually has very visible, nice glacial grooves right there that you can see. And then the glaciers push down to about halfway down the state, if that makes sense. Okay. So the foothills of the Appalachian mountains like run right up through here. Okay. So like I said, this flows to Erie, this flows to the Ohio river. Um, So, but the dams and the lakes and the, you know, all that is just really disrupted. Like what's, what's native to Ohio and where the fish are. And, you know, just, I mean, that's, that's story all over. Right. But yeah. Um, so near me is a river called the Mad River. Um, I live in Urbana, so that's Champaign County. So in Champaign County, there's no place that I can put in a motorboat. So it's probably weird for a lot of people, but yeah, there's a, um, there's a shallow river here called the Mad River and they stock it with brown trout. And um so that's what I fish for river fishing, but they also have, um, quite a bit of carp, um, and fishing carp out of a river is a blast. Um, so yeah, I, I caught a pretty nice brown trout there. Um, I think it was about 23, 25 inches. So, um, because of Lake Erie, so we have the, uh, fish Ohio. Um, so
1: that's oh, like, that.
3: Other people call, uh, citation or, you know what I mean? That type of thing. So it's official Ohio award. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, there's two different sets of length criteria for official Ohio awards. One for Lake Erie and then one for, uh, uh inland. Right. So right. Uh, I do have a fish Ohio, uh, brown trout, uh, a carp, a largemouth, a spotted bass. Um, oh, Wow. I didn't, me- I should have measured my smallmouth because it probably would have been my uh, smallmouth. But so, for an example, uh, an award fish for smallmouth in an interior river is 18 inches. For Lake Erie, it's 20. So, okay. That kind of gives you a, an idea. Uh, walleye, 25 inches in the inland, 28 in, on Lake Erie. So cool. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Um, and then, uh, you know, and and following a lot of guys on social media, you know, it, uh, you know, and some of our hosts like Brad Hicks, uh, he fishes. I knew was coming. He he, but, he fishes uh, the
3: Great Miami and, and and the Mad and all that comes to, together kind of down in the Dayton area. So that's like forty five minutes south of me. Uh so it's much, much deeper and wider there. I'm I'm up in so the highest point in Ohio. I'm here in Champaign County. The highest point in Ohio is right in here somewhere, one county above me. It's like eighteen hundred feet or something. So uh the start of the Mad River is near me. He's more towards the the deeper end of it. So completely different river than Boy. what he fishes. But I mean, I know he's, he's always posting the pictures of the smallmouth, and we keep saying, you come up here, you come down there and we'll get together eventually. Cause I did a, I did a podcast with him, uh, with the Raptor folks. So,
2: uh, okay. I'll catch up yeah. with him soon. Same with, uh, same with Eldridge, Josh. Yeah. He's in Ohio. And then yep. th- there's another gentleman. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but they call him the, uh, the Lake, uh, Lake Erie uh, kayak guy. Uh, I don't know Chuck- him. No, that's his name's Chucky Earl. Don't know him. Yeah, he got he he fishes exclusively to Lake Erie for walleyes. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm better, I mean, those guys
3: are crushing him right now. I mean, the, yep. the walleye is just going crazy. I I really don't get into the walleye fishing. I get well, you saw me eating it though. I like to eat it. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did yep. catch one there in Indiana uh and it bit me off but um yeah I um Erie's different right so that's at least 3 hours for me to drive you know what I mean and mm-hmm mostly, uh, and I'd be interested in learning the kayak stuff on Erie, uh, but it can get pretty nasty. So I, I'd be interested oh, yeah. hear what, hearing what this guy has to say about yakking on Lake Erie. Um, but most of those guys have a big, you know, much bigger boat than I have to, to fish Erie because there's no point for me to own a boat that size where I live. So it's kind of like, yeah. are you, are you going to invest in that or not? And, um, but my, uh, I, a lot of friends uh, and we have a lot of Amish around here they'll just pay somebody they'll run up there and catch a mess of walleye and uh, the lake's doing really good it's starting to clean up the population's good uh, The spawns good up there and um, yeah it's going good I mean Ohio's fisheries is, is, is they're taking it more seriously like when we're going to talk about parks later and Uh, We just don't, we have one national park up in the Northeast, uh, a big park. And then we have a lot of smaller, uh, smaller uh, historical uh, type parks here, but we don't have the public land. Like, like is out West, man.
2: Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, and
3: and it's a lot like where you're from, man. It's, it's populated. You know, you get to a lake and like my wife and I went on vacation up into Michigan uh, a month or so ago and we drove drove past the Maumee, uh, river there that, um, the walleye run up into the mommy. And I mean, they were literally, I mean, they, they were so close. They looked like they were just, they could have uh, like, you'd have to ask them if they were social distancing. I mean, cause it was like, <laughs> I mean, I, and for me, I love the nature of it. Right. I love the solitude of it. I love the quietness of it. And I am, I am not into fishing that close to people. Um, to other people i mean it just doesn't make any sense to me but especially for me to have to drive two and a half three hours to get up there to do it so um another place i want i want to get to in ohio is the northeast corner um where they have uh great steelhead uh fishing and i i have not uh done that there i've caught good uh really nice rainbows in other states but um they call it steelhead alley i think up there northeastern ohio and uh western pennsylvania so oh cool uh, yeah yeah that in that into lake area is a lot cleaner i think because of uh, where the, the tributaries coming in and whatnot so
2: cool yeah and and you said it man just like just like your state illinois is kind of in the same way you know, Lake Michigan was, you know, part part of a lot of what was formed is glacier. But in now where I live is considered Cook County. And we don't unless you're on Lake Michigan, there's nowhere where you can where you can have a because the lakes are just way too small aside from Lake Michigan. Within probably so lake, unless you go to the Fox Channel Lakes, which is a hour drive from me but there's nowhere where you can really have a big boat open up anywhere. There's parts right. of the Fox river where it's possible, but then there's parts of the Fox river that are so skinny and shallow that you can't get a best boat through there. So, you know, in the last, I would say within the last 10 years or so, you know, the Chicagoland area kayak fishing scene has exploded because most of these waters that have launches are, were, were for canoes because nobody really had kayaks. You know, now kayaks the name of the game, and there's guys out everywhere in kayaks fishing all these, you know, smaller bodies of water. But at the same time, now that's putting more pressure on our fisheries. You know, but the good thing about us kayak fishermen, uh, I would like to think is that we, we're very in that conservative mind um, so sure you know we, you know For what sure. we do catch we re- we release unless we are truly going to harvest it um, right. you, you know but it, but it's hard to find good because like I said you ha- if you're going out on like you know you had to drive ways to get to get a boat you know to open up around us and then you go throughout the rest of the state most of the the states uh, or most of the lakes are within the state of Illinois that have open, you know, uh, outboard limits are all um, cooling lakes or reservoirs that were made to support the, the local nuclear plant. Otherwise, anywhere throughout, throughout Illinois, there's not that many man, uh, natural lakes that are left here. Everything has been man-made. You ha- just have river systems that flow to the Mississippi uh, from where we're at. So pretty similar to you in, in terms of fishing – However, though, you know, a lot of guys, you were talking about steelhead and trout. We have an inland stocking program, and then there's also a stocking or there's the runs of salmon that go on on Lake Michigan. So that takes a lot of pressure off. What I like to fish on Lake Michigan is smallmouth. So that takes a lot of pressure off of that. But like you said about uh, Lake Erie and, and under, trying to get understand how those guys fish it, Lake Michigan is a treat because it it literally has to be the perfect storm for for you for us kayakers to get out there. If and that's watching the weather days in advance and watching the weather while you're out there. Right. You can't right. really go you can't really go too far in anticipation of just a turn of the wind can really start changing the way the waves come in because of where Chicago's at in ter- in terms of where the lakefront's positioned. So, you know. So, yeah, so, like, uh, you know, we have a lot of similarities in our in our fishing structure and, and where we fish around here. But we do have the same gambit of fish, walleye, largemouth, smallmouth. You know, like I said, trout do run through Lake Michigan. You have, you know, in Lake Michigan, we also have salmon. So a lot of the kayakers on Lake Michigan are going after the salmon and the trout. You know, it's a huge, yep. that's actually a huge one out there. So, um but now, you know, when we talk about how we feel about our land and we start moving out, you know, say, going out west, going down south, we have where you work for, the yeah. National Park Service. Yeah. And, and you know, for, for those who are listening right now, um, you know, I, I said in the intro, I'll say it again. If you haven't been to one of the national parks that's within the United States. Take the time to go. All right. And I only say that because you know a lot of you know the the echo you know the green footprints, you know leaving, you know leaving no trace behind. That's really picked up a lot within the last couple decades in these national parks. And what is left of what's truly pristine is here. So I'm going to kind of help facilitate a little tour around the US with Mr. Jeff Hep. And we're going to talk about, we'll give you, you know, how we do on the podcast, you know, your top three. I'm going to give my five and I'm going to have you give your five. Okay favorite national parks and you could tell me everything you like about them. So we'll start with one and we'll go back and forth off each other. So you're the guest. What is your favorite national park?
3: Uh, Hands down Glacier National Park, Northwest Montana. It's just, it's just amazing, man. I've been out there twice. um, And it just, uh, the peaks and the valleys, the, 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 the vertical space there, but more so, the thing is with Glacier is that it's pretty far out there, so it's not r- really central. Like you have to be going there to go there, and so it gets a lot less uh, traffic than the rest of the parks, the major parks. So there's a lot of room to spread out. Um, the wildlife there is amazing, and the, the scenery is gorgeous. And um, I've I just had a blast there. It's interesting because if you go on my uh, Instagram, uh, fish to fifty and Somewhere on there, probably. I posted uh, pictures from Glacier. But um, I went out there with a buddy in college and uh, drove out there and took a picture. And then, like, 20 years later, I went out with my family. I'm like, hey, I know this valley. I'm like, I know exactly where I'm at. I was here. And uh, I uh, I took a picture in the same valley and tried to get it. Um, well, that one right, that scroll back up, that blue there.
2: Uh, let's see here. Scroll back up or down, down, yeah, right
3: there, yeah that that's that's glacier right there, yeah, you know, there sure is, and i I fished in that lake right there, and they said there was trout, but it was really, really hot, and I was casting from the shore and didn't, didn't catch any, but um yeah, man, what that that place is just gorgeous it's it's just hard to top, <laughs> I mean, it's and I just saw there's a there's a national parks. Uh, fan page on facebook and that i think glacier won. so uh, i'm not on a bandwagon i i uh like I said i visited visited glacier 20 years ago and just fell in love with it so that's number one nice
2: that's number one for you all right well number one for me is kind of one of those it's not an unpopular one but it's one that uh, a lot of people kind of overlook because it's predecessor. Just north of it. And that place is going to be the Grand Tetons. That is hands down my favorite national park. And I'm actually going through and browsing. I want to pull up uh, a picture for those to understand why this place is somewhere that holds, a, it just holds a special place in my heart. So I'm, pull- I'm pulling up the picture right now. I got to go back to 2017. And let me give you a little background of why this trip was the way it was. So it was me and uh, three of my other buddies and we decided let's rent an RV and let's go out West. So we rented an RV. We left Chicago. We drove 23 hours to the Tetons itself. And in our adventure, On the first day, we encountered a tornado in Nebraska while at at a rest stop. And then when we finally made it to the mountains, we almost thought that the transmission was going to go out on the RV because we were were putting the pedal to the metal because of the elevation gains going from from the foothills in Wyoming all the way up and through to get there. So, you know, when we finally got there, though, we were – I mean, when I say breathtaking, I mean this you, – you can't get any more pristine than being in those mountains. And then when you're actually – when you're actually – when you get on the water and you start looking and you start gaining the perspective of what's there, these mountains look like you can reach out and touch them, though they are many of miles away from where you're actually at. So – I'm, like I said, I'm up oh, here. It is. Here it is. All right. We're going to share the screen right now.
3: Yeah, I know. It's like you are driving out west and like you, you're in the plains and you see these mountains like
2: we're almost there. And it's like, you know,
3: six <laughs> hours later, like
2: we're almost there. Like
3: It's yep. like you can be looking and looking and looking.
2: All right. Here we go. Come on. There it is. Oh, man. That's gorgeous. Let's see here. Can I get this any bigger? let's put yep here we go so that is this is the perspective this is uh this is Jenny Lake no I'm sorry that is not Jenny Lake that is Jackson Lake that we're on right now and we're looking south and when I say like you know we're standing on the shore looking out you know you think that that mountain is right there that mountain's actually about now, that one's a closer. That's probably about a good two, three miles away. But when you get out, because this is just a little channel that goes back to a bay back there. and um, but when you actually go out to the main to the main river that way, oh my god. I mean you're just it it's it's something that you really have to take in and understand how cool that is. And th- and what we were doing, we were we were actually uh, canoeing out here. So we're I mean, that was probably, if there was a day that you'll never forget, this was one of those days. This was just awesome. So that's my number one. T-Times will always be in my heart. Yep. Gorgeous.
3: All right. Number two for me, um, and my wife would be mad at me if she watches this, but um, we got married down in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, uh, which is right at the the, um, doorstep of the, Uh, great smoky mountains national park. And, um, it's kind of like home away from home for us. We've been down there, you know, once or twice a year for most of the past 15 years. Um, it's, uh, well, and going back, I mean, I've been there with my family, uh, multiple, multiple times. So I had to been down there 30 times. Um, and we just love it, man. we just love it. And, um, it's kind of like, uh, the Smoky Mountains are old mountains, right? Comparatively Mm -hmm. to the, to the ones out West and they're not as dramatic. And, um, so it's, it's, it's all green. Um, it's all forested. There's not a lot of dramatic, uh, rock slopes and all that stuff, but, um, it's, it's within a day's drive for us and we're down there and all kinds of great hiking and it doesn't take any skill for the hiking down there. Um, but they got hundreds of miles of trails and, um, places to eat and drink and, and hang out, and uh, goofy pictures and all that kind of stuff. And so it's a <laughs> great, fa- it's a great ta- place to take a family. Like I said, we got married down there. Um, I did, um, I caught a smallmouth. There's a restaurant in a place called Pigeon Forge. I don't know if you've been down to the uh Smoky Mountains yet, but uh, I am it's...
2: very, very familiar. Okay. So you know the, <laughs> do
3: you know the old mill there in, in, in uh, Pigeon Forge? I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah, I I caught a smallmouth right there underneath the mm-hmm. the old mill, man. Uh, and so that was a blast, man, right there with the wheel and all that, you yep. know. So it's like I, that was one of the kind of those like I don't care what I catch right here, I just want a picture with this with the restaurant in the background because <laughs> that's okay redneck ad- ad- admission time. But uh, we kind of had our um, our wedding dinner there at the old mill. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's like ain't nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Oh man, it's so good—the corn chowder and the biscuits and all that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so that that'd be number two for me, and
2: it's it's uh, it's it's close to a number one.
3: uh, But yeah, a lot of time there, a lot of time there.
2: Awesome. So somewhere in my countdown, I will be talking to you about that. But we're gonna go with number two, and number two is. Canyonland National Park, and can, why Canyonland is very um, close to me is because with the same group of guys, we did a it was four days of bike riding, mountain biking, and three nights of primitive camping. And when I tell you that you are in, you are in the middle of no. Nowhere. This is God's country. This is, you better hope and pray something doesn't happen to you because if it does, it's going to be a long time before somebody gets to you. So, uh, but the one picture that kind of sums up the beauty of this place is right here. And that is me and my buddy Frank. This was called, uh, um, hold on. Hold on, I'm having a blank on it. Um. Oh gosh. Well, anyhow, it was a. It's a. Oh, I got it. It's called Murphy's Point. This is called Murphy's Point, and this just overlooks the entire. This is on the north end of Canyonlands, looking south. And I don't. I mean, I don't know if you can really put into perspective how far down this is. This is on top, and how far it. If you go, you're going there, and that's literally about 400 feet down. <laughs> yep. That's and, but like that's the kind of like stuff that the national as an, parks
3: as an employee of the national parks uh service i have to say that i do not endorse or recommend uh photos such as this uh i <laughs> am not the safety director or anything like that
1: <laughs> be safe
3: absolutely so we will talk offline about some of my uh my wayward <laughs> youth pictures too so particularly in the grand canyon
2: but going so, back to that um so you know, I give a shout out to Rim Tours. Uh, they're the ones who put this uh, on for us. So what? So that day we were on our own. We went hiking and we we hiked out to Murphy's Point right there. But the time we were out there, we started at the south end of the park where Needles is, and then we uh, went through the Black Diamond uh, from the Needles from the Visitor Center in Needles all the way up through Canyonlands back into Moab. And when I tell you that this was one of the toughest trips, um, you know, explorations expeditions, it was both physically and mentally challenging because you are in the desert heat and you are in the desert cold at night. It is such an extreme contrast to temperatures, Um, you know, meant, you know, the, of course the beauty aspect is there but to get the to actually get that beauty you had to work for it you had to put in the work to get there i wiped out a few times you know there's times where you want you know you want to get off that bike and just walk and if you walk it that is a long walk so you know mentally you had you had to mentally uh prepare yourself for the endurance that this challenge brought and you know but at night though you know we we talk about it you know that there was no you sit there there there's no better feeling than being under the stars and feeling so connected but also disconnected with the rest of the world you know it it was a good relinquish for the soul man that was probably probably one of those trips that you know you 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 don't ever think you need it, but now that you've done it, you're like, "I need another one of those in a heartbeat
3: <laughs> yep, you get addicted to it, man, and you get you, you get addicted to the solitude, and I won't say addicted um I would just say your eyes are opened to just a whole nother world and type of mentality and life out there and um you just have a longing for being out there sometimes, you know, when you're stuck in your cubicle or uh, whatever you do. And so, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: you ready Absolutely. for number
3: three? I'm ready for number three. Okay. So number three, you were just talking about being physically and mentally prepared. Well, i I got a story about not being prepared. So number three for me is the grand Canyon. Um, All right. so, um, when I was young and, uh, my wife and I were first dating, not even married yet. We decided to take a trip to the grand Canyon. Uh, and uh, I don't, I didn't make the kind of money I make now. Uh, <laughs> so we we packed up a bunch, <laughs> bunch of baloney and threw it in a cooler and drove, you know, and went out to the grand Canyon. We were completely unprepared, but we had was like, well, we're going to hike down to the bottom and hike back up, you know? And so oh. we, Oh man. Oh brother. And we like <laughs> on, on our way down, like, so I have like, I think I'm just out of college. I think I had this old backpack and she had an old backpack. I mean, it's like a scholastic bag, you know, and like, Oh man, uh, we just like bought some little kids tent at Walmart and
1: bungee (laughs) corded
3: to the pack. You know, we're broke, you know, just out of college. And um, so we go and uh, we're hiking down and we find out, you know, we were so excited, you know, thinking down is easy and like, it's not, (laughs) <laughs> it's not, <laughs> and then we see people coming up and they're just like taking these like little, like this, you know, like, gee, many Christmas. And like they're really out of shape. This old guy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I've done this before. And I'm like, well, oh, okay, whatever. And, uh, so we get down there and like, just, it's, it's like this all the way down and, um, it's just steep. And it just, it's so steep that your shins and knees and everything hurt just from the, the grade that you're almost falling down the whole time, you know? And, uh, I wasn't, this is like kind of new hiking experience for me. Like I, I, I enjoyed the outdoors before, but I, like I said, never really paired, prepared for it. Like you were talking about. And, yeah. um, so we were so tired and, uh, we, uh, we, we stayed down there a day and what's interesting in the bottom of the Grand Canyon, they do tours with a, a black light and they, they show you that you're surrounded by millions of scorpions, which they That's didn't tell insane.
2: us. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's cool. It's really
3: cool. The scorpion, if you get down there and stay at the, things it's called the Phantom Ranch at the bottom is they got a tiny little post office and you can bet, buy like uh, snacks or something, but, um. Uh yeah, do the do the uh scorpion tour at night. That's really cool. Uh or okay. somewhere else if you see one. Um but then so we went up the next day, right? And we unprepared, didn't have enough food, you know, and we were just dead. And we just kept saying baby steps, baby steps, you know, and we're like, <laughs> people are passing us and they're worried. They're like, should we send a ranger? <laughs> like we're we gonna make you know, so we we made <laughs> we made it up there and uh we, um, I don't know. We said, Oh, we're going to take a nap. We set up the tent. Uh, we had a bigger tent, set that up and laid down and like, we'll just take a nap and we'll get up and have dinner and all that. We fell asleep. until like dinner the next day. (laughs) We (laughs) We were so tired, but it was a great trip. And I, I've done, um, so I've done, um, uh, top to bottom to top at the Grand Canyon. I did, um, a few years ago I went out West and did route 66 with my dad and he had not been to grand Canyon. So we did, uh, we did that. And he, um, he wasn't in shape to do much hiking. So we, um, we did the airplane ride over the grand Canyon. And then, um, last year, yeah, I think it was last year. Uh, my daughter for her, her senior trip, uh, we went out there and, um, so i I done it by land air. And then I was like, I want to do it by water. But a, a rafting trip through grand Canyon is like, you got to have like, Oh yeah. eight eighteen 18 days or 15 days. I mean, it's just ridiculous to uh, maybe it's 11 days, but you got to have a long time to raft it. So what I ended up doing is I, I booked a, a charter and I got a video on my, either my YouTube or Instagram about right there above the grand Canyon at marble Canyon, uh fish brown trout there or no rainbow trout. Uh, right there where the horseshoe is, of course, we're Buckeyes. My daughter ended up going to Ohio State and uh, fished <laughs> right there at the horseshoe. Got the great nice. pictures from the top. And then the next day I got to fish it. And so that's that's just that part of Arizona is just amazing
2: and beautiful. So that was that's my, my, my number three. All right. Well, I'll be honest with you, though, that the Grand Canyon is somewhere I have not been. So yeah. that is actually, that is on the bucket list. That, yeah, is sure. on, that is that uh, is a place to go. And when we, it's funny because when we were talking about doing Moab, it was initially doing the, uh, the outer rim. And, you know, because it's a black diamond with, you know, with all the Jeeps and every, you know, everybody going there. So we're like, oh, that looks cool. But what we did was absolutely awesome. And people say the, the rim part of the, um, you know, if you do the rim tour, um for the Grand Canyon, that's another awesome experience that you'll have as well. Yeah. So yeah. my my number three, and I'm gonna kind of piggyback on your number two is the Smoky Mountains.
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: So now let me pull up my page um because there's some there's something to be had about here we go. All right. Let's share this. Uh, ch- ch- share. There's something to be had about the Smokies and the charm that it brings. Um, so there's me and my fiance. Yep. And that's Laura Falls right there. Yeah. And when you say that, that um, it's pretty easy for everybody – this is the, actually, this was, okay, so we've been dating. There's a whole funny story with all this. So we've only been dating at this point when we took this picture for about six months or so. And prior to this, she's never, you know, gone hiking or done. I'm the one who got the bug into her. Sure. And this was, this was our first hike at Laurel Falls that. Uh, I, you know what, I stand corrected. This was our first hike in our first national park together, that got her, that got the bug onto her. Now, another funny story about the Smokies itself is: I, ha, are you familiar with the other side in North Carolina?
3: Yeah, um, Cherokee. Yep, we've been yes. to Cherokee. Um, of course, uh, you know I have a goal to to eventually hike the Appalachian Trail, so I've. You Know just has some crossings across the Appalachian Trail and the Cherokee's really cool. And um, there's other little towns outside of uh, Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg that we've been to that just there's other cool little towns and you people miss them because they're so small and they don't know them, you know. So
2: yeah. back, okay, so the first trip I ever took to the Smokies was back in 2014, it was with uh, the same guy who you know going out west with. This was actually one of this was our first trip together and we went out to Gatlinburg and we hiked in the Smokies and we did the, uh, we did uh clinging domes and we did part of the yep. Appalachian trail that ran through there. So, yep. uh, and we also did, uh, uh, what is that? Char- uh, Charlie's bunion. If you're familiar with that.
3: I haven't done that one. I've, I've done Cleveland's yep. dome on the last trip and I've done, Uh,
2: the chimney top several times. That's our favorite hike, but I haven't done the the bunion thing yet. Bunion's cool because you could actually sit on the side and eat lunch and look straight out. It's really cool. Uh, But anyhow, so we went into the other side into North Carolina and me and him did a whitewater rafting trip on the Nanatella river and awesome, you know, and I I learned a lot from it. Uh, Went back duck. I did a duck, a single ducky on my own. And then, Confident enough to take her out the first time around in a double ducky. So a inflatable kayak and we're in cold weather gear and you know, I, she was hyped up for it. Yeah, we could do this. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. And we're probably about 20 minutes out and it just gets dead quiet. I'm like, Oh, I already, I know where this quiet is. So I'm like, you ready? She's like, yeah. So we get to, the Tela Outdoor Center, which is an awesome place, which is just outside Bryson City, North Carolina, and so you know we're here for the rafting. They give the sa- the safety briefing and you know show the video. You know if you fall out, you know kick your legs up, lay back, let you know you go with the current. And she- I just see the look of fear in her eyes. I'm like, oh, all right, yeah. She's like, yeah, I-, I can still do this. So we're on the bus. And we're getting off the bus, and we're taking down the rafts and the duckies, and uh, we're walking down. And there was there was a woman who was standing off to the side. Who goes, oh, it's fun. You you you'll have a good time. You just get a little wet, but everything you know, this isn't crazy. There are only. You know, you know, anywhere between a one and three on the rapids, so they're they're not they're not super crazy, and you just kind of hear like a whimper in her voice. I'm like, oh man. So we get in, and we go through our first lower rapid. It's it's a small little guy. It's nothing crazy, and she's you know, I and I'm I'm doing most of this. I'm doing most of the control in the back. You know, her front is just hey, steer this way or steer this way, and. So, we're going up to the second one, and it's a little bit—it's a little bit of a drop. And you know, here's—I got the GoPro going the whole time. Here's me, woo cheering, and you know, a little split, little back off the, uh, you know, off the boat. And I just hear her. she's sobbing, and I'm like, okay, here, let's pull off to the side over here. So we pull off. I'm like, do you want to continue going? She's like no, I can't do this. I'm like, ah, oh. you know, so she's like, I, I didn't, you know, I'm like, it's okay. I, right, We'll be all right. So yep. she, the entire time she's thinking you, pay, she, so I'm like, you know, it's okay. She's like, you paid for this it's, uh, and I ruined it. I'm like, no, you didn't. Ruin it. I go, you were brave enough to go through, through, through two of them. If you, uh, when you've never done this before. And, yep. and then that's when I discovered she has like a fear of like fast moving water. <laughs> so I yeah. told her, I told her, you know, coming up now, July 7th, I'm going to play that video on our wedding day just to show how much you actually loved me to go out and do this only six months in together. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yep. That's awesome.
3: Okay. All right. Is it my turn, number four? It's number four for you, my man. Okay. So, um, the the top three were easy. Those easily all could have been a tie, but so I'm going to go with number four. I'm going to go with Arches National Park, um, which is in Southwest Utah yet, I believe. Um, Moab and yeah, we just, we were just there North of it. Right. I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, the thing, uh, my daughter and I went and the thing about Arches is, um, I just have a I have a great experience there because I think that's where my daughter kind of ex, uh, experienced or discovered the outdoors a little bit. And, oh, that's um, awesome. You know, and we got some great pictures there. And it's just – it's something you cannot see anywhere else. Like there's nothing really like that. So there's all yeah. kinds of arches and big rocks and the hoodoos and the, you know, all that. And we had a wonderful hike out there across some of the um, – you know some of the big formations and good pictures, and so it was just a beautiful day. Um, so that that's my number four. I mean, you can tell all these are kind of centered around family trips too. You know, like you, like sometimes it's just you know who's with you and you know how the day goes and
2: mm-hmm.
3: memories, you know. But uh, that's part of the experience, in my opinion. So,
2: oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you know, going, you know, you're talking about uh, Arches itself. Did you go to? Did you hike to the Delicate Arch?
3: We did whatever the main kind of loop is, and we didn't really do any side things. So we saw um, landscape arch is the main one there, and then some, uh, I think it was called like some Indian hideaway, and then windows, which you kind of have to get back to, and I don't know. I'd have I'd have had to pull it up. You didn't give me much notice here, but um, <laughs> I don't think we did. Delicate Arch because I think that one was like a separate. A, you might even had to
2: drive out even to the trailhead or something. I don't remember. Yeah, the Delicate Arch is the one that they use for um, the state. Utah state um, license plate is like the Delicate Arch, and we you know we've been there um, in that same trip because we hit. The Utah Five, right? So there's five national parks in yeah. Utah, and we did a mall while we were out there. Uh, we but got the we got
3: two. We got Bryce and uh, uh, Bryce and um,
2: Arches. That's all we could squeeze in. So the delicate Arc, though, just to put into perspective for those who are listening, when you stand underneath it and you step away into like the bowl that surrounds it, you look like a. You, <laughs> The, it's minuscule you look like a little little tiny dot on such a big formation out there and it's crazy because this is all made by this is all made by um by land this is land this is this is god's creation this is what this is all natural this there's nothing that's ever been um you know um script you know man made into it there's no, no that's all a natural formation that is and if you really think about that that is absolutely incredible now i'm going to share this if, one jeff uh, i think if you follow
3: the 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 park page every park has their own page so just like go out and start searching on on facebook for page uh pages but i think i just saw that um one of the arch yeah that's that's an is there Rock and Mayo, mm-hmm. Ohio fishing hat there too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they, you know, they've lost some of the arches over the years, and they they posted some throwbacks and some of them that have fallen down and stuff. They're not permanent, you know. You get out no. and see this stuff because it's not guaranteed to be there. You know the 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 environment changes, and uh, and that's that's kind of the story of arches, right? Is that the
2: yeah.
3: wind and weather have been working, wind, weather, and water have been working on that to make those things. And, um, uh, you know, they won't be there forever. So get out and see
2: them, you know, absolutely. Yeah. That's, and you know, that's hence the reason why they call it the delicate arc. I mean, there's yep. that's all erosion. It's not, I mean, yep. it's going to take some time for it to go away soon, but is, you know, it's not going to be there forever. Um, you know, and you could say that for about a lot of those parks that are out West as well. um, but that's an awesome number four, man. Arches yeah. is pretty cool in my book, but the one that will kind of trump in my, for me, not trump in yours because I did all five, and this is somewhere that I would say you, you know, for those who haven't gone, you have to go. Um, is going to be Zion, mm. and specifically with Zion, uh, doing Angels Landing. Uh, I don't know if... Any, are you familiar with Angels Landing at all? No, I'm not, man. I'm, I'm not. There's so much I have to learn yet. So. Okay, so I'm going to try to pull up uh, the picture we have here uh, of it just because it really puts into perspective the beauty of um, beauty of what Utah has to offer. And let me see here. Photos. Let's go to albums. And if I can pull this up, this will be great. And, you know, you talk about spending time with your family, spending time with your friends and loved ones. Um, this was This one was kind of special to us because – it was in order to do this. It's a switchback to Angels Landing, so it's about I think it was like fifteen hundred feet of elevation gain to just through this just going through the switchback itself, and then once you got to the switchback, you you're on level with a um, you're on level and you were flat. It was you know kind of flat, but then the terrain went up, and you had to use a chain to to guide yourself up because you're rock climbing and one wrong move. That was, that was a long way down. <laughs> and it yeah. was a lot of, a lot of it was, you know, a, um, mine over matter because we've done plenty of hikes like this. But once we got to the top and we realized how awesome it was, it was very, very much worth uh, the endurance to get up to that spot. So we are, you know, I'm, you know what? With Streamyard running, it just takes a little bit more time on Facebook's end to get to the pictures because you're running a little slower. Um, well, you know what? It might be in my f- actual photo gallery. All right. Well, we'll pass on that one just because I don't have it pulled up, and I had to go back into photos to share it. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm. Uh, Zion national park is, is awesome. Uh, that's my number four. Okay.
3: So number five, since I'm at the bottom and, uh, um, I'm going to just plug the the whole park system here a little bit. And, um, so I'm going to punt and I'm going to, I'm going to ask for i I'm going to ask for a tie here. So, uh, uh, I'm going to, I just want to, I just want to tell you about this poster here. If you can see that, So this is uh, one of the Wright flyers at Huffman Prairie, uh, which is near uh, Dayton Aviation National Historic Park. So, um, of course, I just came from Wright Patterson Air Force Base. My my mom used to um, she used to make airplane lights and um, oh cool. So our region of Ohio is kind of it's there's actually a national park stop. Uh, it doesn't have any funding or a sign or anything, but there is a sign on I-70, but, um, uh, so right in my hometown, uh, we're part of the Dayton aviation heritage area, uh, all the way up into Wapakoneta, where my uh, dad is from, that's where Neil, Neil Armstrong was born. So, you know, this oh, is, cool. this is the, this is the Mecca, of, you know, the national, uh, museum of the uh, United States air Force is in Dayton and, and Uh, Grimes field here in Urbana. And so uh, we've got a lot of aviation history and I used to buy airplanes and work at wright Pat. So um, when I was going out the door, they had that poster there of, you know, kind of that mesh of Wright-Patterson and start my new career at the, at the park service. And it's like, man, that's coming with me. So, (laughs) but now that my office is in my basement, I have the federal property here in my basement. So um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
2: Ain't that a big irony
3: though? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, well, I mean, it's like, you know, life has phases, right? I mean, that um, it felt, it felt right. You know what I mean? When, you know, you're picking up where you left off in a new part of the journey and you, you got something that uh, you always take with you. So it's just a plug for the park service is more than just the national parks, right? You got your, mm-hmm. your historical areas, battlefields, uh, historic buildings. So there's over like, uh, 450 or 460 units and, that the National Park Service manages, um, and that includes the Statue of Liberty, which I've got some projects yep. coming up there, and um, the National Mall, and so there. I mean, just there's an amazing array that aren't considered parks necessarily, um, that they're right in they're right in your backyard, and you may not know it. So just just Google it, see what's close to you. you know, because we have yep. one of the smallest parks in uh in the in the uh park services in ohio and it's a it's a native american mound and it's like it's just a it would look like a, just a pile of dirt or a hill and a field and it's um but man those are ancient civilizations that the mound builders in ohio uh and we've preserved that so go see those things you know um so that's that's half of my time my other half uh going back to family and wife is Um, Before we were married, we did a a river uh, rafting trip on the the Gully River and the New River in West Virginia. And that is uh, – New River is – one of our brand new national parks. So they, we did class fives there. Uh, of course, we were in a much bigger raft, you know, like, <laughs> and with a with professional guide in the raft and everything, telling you what to do. So that's scary stuff, man. That's a lot of fun though. So yeah, uh, the, the new river, new river is really really cool. Um, it's a, a, another family trip that was like um, early on, and my wife and I dating back when we were broken adventurous, you know. So uh, so that. <laughs> That would be on my number five too. So,
2: awesome. Well, my number five is um, is going to be uh, one that gets pretty. I and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's one of the more popular ones. uh, Is Badlands, dude? I man, I've
3: been through the Badlands twice, man, and it's just it's kind of like. I've never got to camp there or stay there, but I'd like to see it in the, all the light because it's just like you can turn a corner in the same formation that looks one way at one minute, looks a different way in a different light. It's just the striations and all the colors and the rock is just so cool. And it's got such yes. a terrible name because
2: it's really cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. but Well, yeah. and it, it, what we did was, so when we were coming back and we're on the, on the loop, on the loop around coming back, from yep. Yellowstone, so we hit yep. Devils that night before we did Devil's Tower, and then we did Mount yep. Rushmore. Yep, yep. That's that's like yep. the that's like the
3: Midwesterners like stuff. It's like we're going out here to this park, but we're gonna hit this, this, and this. You know, that's kind yep. of the loop, you know. So yeah, and, so and so
2: for anyone who doesn't know, because I was very confused as to and it, and it's funny because it's one of their sayings. What the heck is wall? What is yeah. wall drug? Yeah,
3: I and don't I, have it here. I don't have it here, but I've got a wall drug sticker on my
2: old kayak. Yeah. Oh man. And it's and I, I had no idea, man. I thought it was like I honestly I didn't know. So I thought it was like, you know, like the grateful dead. And this is like some Jerry Garcia, you know, you know, might, you no. know, what a long strange trip. So no. so we finally because we had uh, with the RV, we had an RV park in Wall. So we finally figured out what Wall was, and we went yeah. to Wall, South Dakota. We checked out, you know, um, what, what was a it? tourist
3: trap, man? Yeah, that's a tourist oh, absolutely.
2: trap. Absolutely, is... we got we got ice. If, if nobody knows, getting ice in Wall in Wall was the biggest thing that that place was known for, because uh, all the sailors who came from the east going west, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a cavern there or something, right? Yep. And, yep. and that's the only place for within like 200 miles that had uh, sustain, sustainable ice and salts. Yep. So that way you, you could keep your, your meat cold and packed without it going, uh, without it going bad on you. So, yep. uh, so wall. And then once we left wall in the morning, we went and we just started, we honestly, all we did was start climbing in and around. We, we, Parked in a spot, we start climbing up, and taught. And again, no disclaimer. Sorry, National Park Service. Uh, you know, but you know, walking out because you can't. There's trails that you just park on the side of the road, you walk, but you gotta watch where you step, man, because one wrong move, and <laughs> that's a nice little long way down. And there's a lot of um, uh, rattlers out there too, rattlesnakes. Oh, okay, so, yeah. You you kind of had to watch where you're stepping around there, but when you talk about formations and when you talk about the colors that 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 sun beats off, oh my god, yeah. it is really incredible. Cool. Yeah, and to think that's only twelve hours away from where I live, but and it's like a whole new world. And you know, to me, that was that's just incredible. You know, that's incredible, and that's it getting. In, that's why i say people had to get out and see what this world what what's really in this world because you know yep. you're you're not going to know until you're actually out there that's and right. with that said i want to show one last thing for my love and appreciation for not only you know where i've been and this is still always a work in progress my my person is very booked <laughs> but anyhow it, when I say this is close to me and this is close to my heart, um, I'm not kidding you. You've seen it in person, but just for those who don't know, we're going to share this up right now. I have a tattoo dedicated to this land and to the national parks. Oh, there's a nice smallmouth. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it's, That's awesome. And it's never is that that is Is that a
3: canoe on the one? Is, yes. What is it? okay so um we didn't talk about it because it, i don't think that the, i think the boundary waters is under the forest service but the yes. boundary waters canoe area is just and i know uh one of the paddle and fin shows recently had that uh quetico mike and he's he's from near here um i'm i'm, I'm kind of on facebook with him but i haven't fished with him yet but man boundary waters man that's that's if that had been a national park it would have been top top of the list and i'd have talked about it five times so
2: <laughs> so, <and laughs> so the only reason why i have the the canoe in there is because of here of the Tetons right there and like i talked about earlier that was i mean that was one of the moving moments in my life where i was like this is absolutely beautiful so yeah. to incorporate you know when i say it and i mean i mean i live by it. i swear this is you know, here it is right here. You, you can't, can't take that away, man. Yep. That's awesome, brother. And, you know, um, you know,
3: I know you're, you're a firefighter and I'm a soldier or was, um, it, they don't, there's no such thing as an ex Marine, but you can be an ex soldier all day. Buddy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, these stressful jobs and, uh, you know, we protect, we protect our country and, um, you know it uh, for people that have a stressful job get out get away from that mm-hmm. and enjoy the environment that you're sworn to s- protect and serve and it just kind of refreshes your willingness to serve a little bit and just kind of takes you out of that day-to-day grind and man i love it i love talking about it this is I mean, <laughs> this is fantastic
1: <laughs> this is fantastic
3: absolutely yep
2: well, we are hitting our benchmark for just over an hour here, and I can continue to go on and talk, but Me you know, too. but uh, you know, all good things must come to uh, a conclusion at some point. But yep. before we go, we have to do our little segment. So, yep, this is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show that everybody likes for a review of beers and with a special guest of wine tonight. So this is one sip everybody knows the rules shout out to rocktown adventures on uh, the new uh one sip glass here so and we're gonna let you go first with your wine
3: okay so um yeah um so I, you you know uh some of these folks know i've decided to be the chaplain for the paddle and fin uh, trail series and so uh i don't drink a lot um but i i will uh we'll share a moment with you and just appreciation of everything you guys have done for me, but I make my own wine. Uh, so JP, <laughs> JP gave me a pass. Uh, so I had a bottle here and, uh, you know, what's funny is that, uh, we talked about this bass wine holder that I got there, uh, got that, that in the great smoky mountains and, uh, just happened to have this glass is from severe Sevierville, Tennessee, right there in there the smokies. So, uh, um that that just shows you my life is wrapped around the smokies you know so i made this wine it's it's old but uh the thing is that's it just gets better uh wine is low maintenance some wines are high maintenance i don't do high maintenance wines (laughs) so uh if you want while i'm open this i'll get it going if you
2: want to do yours sure all right so today we are going to do goose island this is uh the hazy IPA that they have to offer, Lost Pallet, is the name of the beer. And uh, Goose Island, everybody knows, is local to Chicago. So this is our Chicago beer. i going to crack her open. Do a nice little pour. All right. One sip. Everybody knows the rules. Lost Pallet by Goose Island. All right, here we go. Cheers. God, God bless
3: you, brother. Appreciate you.
2: Mm. Oh, that's summertime in a can right there. I
3: Ooh. make dry, dry reds, and it's it's like sitting by a
2: fire every time. So, <laughs> so this Let's one see. is very. Um, so it it it's hazy. Uh, you can taste you can taste the different hops that are used in here. Tastes like mosaic and, and probably uh, citrus, you know, citrusy hops, but it has a nice, okay. has a nice aromatic finished hit, and it doesn't feel heavy. Um, out of five stars, I will give this one a four. Uh, this is very good. This is very cleansing on the palate, and this will go good, uh, especially when it starts getting consistently warmer out. So, Goose Island Lost Palette okay i'll get i'll give my
3: wine um are we doing out of five stars or how many five okay so i give it i give it to um this is an older one this is one of my first batches i just had sitting around and um, i've i've since bought a filter and um every batch since i bought that filter has just gotten better and better so um the wine wine if it it, if it has old stuff in it, it 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 doesn't last as long, so. Um, but I like a dry red, so I I don't care. It's open now, so uh, we'll let we'll let it breathe. Plus, this this should have been breathing too. A, a red in the bottle should have been breathing for a while, and I I should have opened it when we started. So, oh, I'll give myself right. a two and a half, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. You
2: know, we just did. Uh, me and Olivia just came down from Traverse City, uh, right before went down to Tennessee. And they have Tennessee – or I'm sorry, uh, Traverse City is – a actual. there's two peninsulas. Uh, There's the Old Mission Peninsula, and there's the – oh, what do you call it? El Dada. I mean, but anyhow, the two peninsulas. We did the Old Mission, and they have a – we did five – we did a a little tour bus. There's five different vineyards we stopped at, and one of them was – chateau chantel and we had a it was a fro. they were um frozen pressed grapes uh grape wine and it was delicious and do you want to know how good it was it was uh, good at, go
3: it's a nice it's an ice wine Do you say it's yep. nice yeah so the ice wine um oh, i'd get me going but I, I imagine it was very very sweet but mm-hmm. um Ice wine, I don't know if they told you how they make it, but um they they harvest them very, very late. So they may even have frost on the grapes, and that's that condenses the grape. So all those sugars and flavors is like just right in there. So but they get very small batches out of it. So you probably oh, yeah. paid paid twice what you're used to paying for half the bottle is is my guess.
2: Yep, and it was that good that the uh so when the uh, Obama administration was in office, Michelle Obama requested, uh, I think like twenty bottles of that wine to serve at a uh, White House dinner function. Nice. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. Well, that's gonna wrap up the show today. Uh, thank you, Jeff, so much for coming on. But hey, I I'm, want I'm, you, I'm, I want to give ahead. you a minute to uh, shout out to any uh, sponsors or anybody you wanna. Um, say hi to or you know give a shout out to okay walk away this is you man
3: okay well hey uh let's start off with branded bills i don't know if you're familiar with brandon bills but um they make hats and uh, it's got the leather patch on it but when i first started this journey they like they sent me a free hat and this is like one of the most comfortable hats i've ever had but i think it's the same model as the paddle and fin hats it's a richards richardson 112 or whatever same same hat but oh man it's just so comfortable um Second of all, I just like, I, I always just talk up the Raptor folks. I mean, for anybody that doesn't follow Raptor tackle role, it's a whole new way of thinking. And I took, I took their roles. I, I, I met them at the Columbus fishing expo and bought some roles and, um, cause I was going to the boundary waters and man, what a great way to pack tackle for a light trip. So you can get a lot of tackle in a small space and it's flexible and, you know, so shout out to them. And, um, the other thing is, is I just want to, I just, I can't say enough good things about the trail series that you guys are doing and welcoming me to that. I know it's, um, you, know, you know, I emailed Brian back in the fall and said, hey, I want to be a chaplain. And I, you know, I have to use quotation marks because this is a new journey for me, a new journey for you guys. And I don't mm-hmm. know what all it's going to be about, but uh, man, having church on the river with you. that's a, that, I mean, that, that's a big deal to me. Right. I mean, cause, and I know it is for you. And like, we talked about our stressful jobs and um, you know, that's, that's part of it. So um, for those folks out there that haven't been to a uh, paddle and fin event, uh, on the church tra- trail series, get on it. I mean, cause this thing is going to, it's, it's eventually going to take off and you, right now you can get on, in on the ground floor and, uh, meet these guys. And it's just a, it's a chill event. I'm going to be doing a, I've got like a five or six minute video in the works here it might end up six or eight minutes. So, you know, all the video I took of the weekend in Indiana. So shout out to you guys, you guys are doing great stuff. And I'm just happy to be part of it, you
2: know? Oh, happy to have you, man. You're I mean tell you what, it, it's it's a great fit. And you know, and I will say this about you, man. You're 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 a hard worker, man, and it's awesome. It's awesome seeing you the excitement you have early in the morning to get out there and and just get make sure you know you're following guys around and you know doing doing what we set out to do is to get coverage for you know for this so we can show everybody what this trail series is all about. What yep. you miss, what you're missing. You could be fishing, but you're you're sitting here watching.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
2: I'll tell you, I,
3: old Jackson Orr, the young man, uh, he he fished. He knocked the lights out of it, but he went right by this giant, giant rock. <laughs> and you know, I'm just floating behind him, staying out of the way. I'm like. Boy, why you ain't you thrown at that rock? Like that's <laughs> crazy! I just I flipped the Ned rig out there right there, bam, hooked up right there. I'm like, come on, man! But you know they they were pounding the river banks the whole time, and the rock was in the middle, so he didn't turn around and look at it. But I sure did.
2: I I hit that one up you, right away. <laughs> you know, you said that the other day, and I couldn't help but think of you yesterday because I had uh, one of the guys from the firehouse w- out with me yesterday, and we were fishing our local river here. That's all I kept telling him was, you know, he he's, he was just more so, I want to chill out, just relax. If I catch a fish, awesome. If I don't, I'm out here. I'm not at the firehouse, so on and so forth. But I kept telling him, like, there's a boulder right there. Just start casting around that bul-. I go, it's not like one or two casts. Just start ripping around. You're going to get bit eventually. And i one cast, and then he'll reel up and cast somewhere else. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, yeah, at least you're having fun. But I couldn't yeah. help but think of you when you when you were saying that the other day about Jackson.
3: <laughs> yep. Well, that and my ramp fish. I got two 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 fish yeah, at the ramp. It. So, <laughs> come on, guys. Like, like, don't overthink it, man. Fish the ramp.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know what, Jeff? I'm going to leave you. We're back at the ramp. We're back where yep. we started. <laughs> that's right.
3: That's right. And we're back right. safe
2: right but i want to thank you again for coming on the show uh and, and thanks for talking national parks man that yeah more to come more to come Yeah, absolutely well guys thank you so much for tuning into this episode of off the water i will see you guys next time peace let me close this out
1: thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on paddle in finn